welcome back to my quarter life crisis the 20 something podcast raise your hand if you have a stress rash you me <laughs> my hand is raised i actually saw another celebrity had a stress rash stress rash and i was like oh addison i got a little nice rash going on my neck onto the side of my face it's cute cute or whatever we love stress and anxiety can't catch a break what's going on caro <laughs> Well, I don't have a stress rash. I'm happy for you. I've got a couple of different things that happened this week. First things first, as I'm sure a lot of you have seen from our Instagram at mycourtoflifecrisis.pod, I surprised Eric with Cowboys tickets. Oh, yeah. For, that was his Christmas present. He has like everything a man could ever need. So I was like, I need to get him like an experience. And he has never been to an NFL game, Cowboys game or anything. So I surprised him with tickets. He literally could not stop talking about it. He was so excited. He could barely sleep that night that I gave him the tickets. It literally is like a little kid before Christmas night. Literally. He's like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to sleep now. Oh, my God. And we went to the game. It was super fun. He it's was a Jonas just... Brothers concert, and the Cowboys just happened to be playing. <laughs> the funniest thing, though, is I had no idea. And Eric, two days before, I was like, I know why you bought me tickets. And I was like, what? You had no idea? No. How? I don't know. I knew that. I had seen that they were going to perform, but for some reason, I didn't correlate that the Thanksgiving game was the Cowboys game. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> he's like the Cow. Or he's like the Jonas Brothers are performing. That's why you bought the tickets. And I'm like, no, I swear to God, I swear on everything. I had no idea. Sure. Because I was actually going back and forth between the Thanksgiving game. And then the Christmas Eve game. Yeah. I do know that. I'll give that to you. Because I was thinking either of them would be a good time to surprise someone. Because it's like, what else are you going to do on Christmas Eve? Or like, you know, Thanksgiving. So I was going back and forth. So I really had no idea. But. <laughs> so anywho. <laughs> we went to the game. It was so fun. Cherry on the top was the Jonas Brothers. Did you feel wrong seeing the Jonas Brothers without me? Yeah, it felt weird because no one around me was lit. I was the only one singing and like having a good time. Joe he, Jonas was fucking killing it. Really? I watched it and he was so good. Low-key, it kind of sounded like Nick was struggling. Did you get that vibe? Here's the thing. We were sitting on the home side. They were facing the mm. visitor side. Yeah, I saw that on your story. So you couldn't even really see them. And the audio, like I don't think they had the speakers on facing us weird so like you're almost I getting like a reverb yeah it wasn't like i couldn't hear the full audio so i really want to watch it back on tv and see what it looked like because everybody was saying oh it was a, such a great show like they did really well it was short yeah they kept doing like 30 seconds 40 seconds of each song but no i like i could only see what was on the jumbotron and like hear the echoes basically of what was going on you should watch it back because joe was actually so good even preston was like he's killing it Love of my life. Sorry, I've always Eric. been a Joe girl. I love Joe. Were you ever a Nick girl? Hell no. Nah. Yeah, me neither. Three front teeth. I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> Once you see it, you'll never unsee it. We'll post a photo on it or on a little Instagram like episode this week's thing. episode with no context. <laughs> Three teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we did that. Unfortunate news of this week that I did not tell you is both of my parents came down with a vid. So we were going to do Thanksgiving lunch with my dad, and then we were going to go to the Cowboys game after. And then my dad called me two days before and says, he's sick. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. That's 
it sucks, but like we're gonna be fine. We have Thanksgiving scheduled for Saturday with my mom. It. My mom comes back from Mexico on Thanksgiving. She tests the next day because she has like sinuses and she's like, I'm just gonna test to be safe. She has fucking COVID. Do you still have to test to come back into the US? No. Okay, I didn't think so. She was just testing to be safe because everybody was coming over and then I was like, I'll be damned. Both of my parents sick at the same exact time. Huh. So you so you only had one Thanksgiving? We had like a very low-key dinner yesterday with Eric's mom and brother, and that's it. Hmm. Well, I guess it's good that you that you had other plans for Thanksgiving then. Literally, that's what I was thinking. And thank God I have Eric because like what if I didn't? Like what if I lived here alone and both of my parents were sick? You could have come to my Thanksgiving, which was literally nothing too. <laughs> a big nothing burger. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my Thanksgiving was a little bit disappointing, but thankfully the Jonas Brothers and the and the Cowboys got me through. <laughs> At least it was Thanksgiving and not Christmas. True. So tell us about your week. This week, Preston had surgery. He had surgery last Wednesday on his shoulder. His body has been shutting down, like, for a long time. (laughs) But he's always had shoulder issues, specifically. And he had a work injury, actually, that just added to his shoulder problems. So he had surgery to fix that on Wednesday. They made, like, five incisions with little holes. Like, laparoscopic? That's with the... Like, where they don't really cut, like, they don't open it up completely. They do it, like, with, like, a microscope. Yes. These little things. Yes. Yeah, so he has, like, five little incisions right here. And then he's in this heavy-duty brace. It's almost like when someone breaks their arm and they're in one of those casts and there's, like, that pull between Mm -hmm. the arm and their chest, you know? It's, like, very much like that, but he can take it off. So he's in that, but he literally can't do anything. So... (laughs) It's just been really hard this week. So it's just been a lot. Like he literally is not allowed to move his shoulder whatsoever. He's not allowed to lift anything over 10 pounds for four to six weeks. He's out of work for four to six weeks. Luckily, like I said, it was a worker's comp, so he's still getting paid. Thank God. But, you know, that just means that life, there's like a little bit more life on my plate. Four to six weeks, he can't use his arm, really. Like, he can't really use it. Like, he can yeah, like, so, assemble a sandwich, but... So, as of right now, so we haven't had his first post-op appointment yet. So, he's literally not allowed to do any sort of movement right now. Like, his surgeon told him... His surgeon told him, don't get out of the brace, or, like, whatsoever. Keep it on, like, no matter what. But then, like, an OT came and talked to us before we left. And she was like... You can take it off for like five minutes if you need to take a quick body shower or whatever. Like we've had to take it off twice, I think, because he needed to like put a hoodie on, like shit like that. But no, he's not allowed to keep it off for like an extended amount of time. So he's not even doing like PT exercises yet. So once we have his follow-up appointment this upcoming week, they'll okay him to take it off for X amount of time. They'll start giving him exercises to do. But no, he can't lift anything heavier than 10 pounds aka my children for four to six weeks and I have to go into work 
two days this week. So it's just like a logistical headache. How the hell is that going to work? All hands on deck. The village. This is the time for the village. (laughs) Because he literally can't change a diaper. He can't get Finn in and out of his bed. And he's on top of not even being able to use his body, he's still recovering from a surgery. You know, like he's still in pain. Mm -hmm. He's still on medication. Being up for long periods of time makes him lightheaded. So, I mean, it's still recovering on, on top of just all the other logistical shit of life so those are things you don't think about when you're gonna have kids like what happens if one of us has to have a surgery and is like down for the count well and it's a long time like my surgery long ass time my nasal surgery i was down for like right about a week but like that's that's doable you know Mm -hmm. but my stress rash so i got this rash on my neck on wednesday the day of his surgery this was also his first surgery too so of his life he had like tubes when he was a kid, but oh, like okay. nothing for real. So I was I was just nervous because he was kind of nervous. Like I I was just like feeling his energy. And so on Wednesday, I was just like scratching at my neck a lot. And then I realized, oh, I have like a little rash on my neck. Weird. And it hasn't gone away. <laughs> and it's like going up my face a little bit and I was like I haven't put anything on my face in days I have no idea what could be giving me a rash and then it dawned on me I think I have a stress rash I've never had one of those that's how you know you're getting old I like that starts popping up I haven't either but I guess speaking of beauty (laughs) or lack thereof (laughs) (laughs) this week we wanted to talk about something specific I don't know if everybody has seen it I've seen it everywhere lately this headline going around maybe not so much as like a headline but this phrase of heroin chic when i said that to you a few days ago you said that you had not heard of it Mm-mm, no have you seen it on twitter maybe that's because I, I don't use twitter maybe i don't see Girl, it i don't use twitter either oh i thought you were still tweeting i'm not tweeting i was on twitter like during the bachelor oh okay to see what people <laughs> said but no i'm not supporting elon anywho <laughs> So it's this concept of heroin chic referring to, what's like the best way to put it? I have, a, I have a definition. Heroin chic is characterized by pale skin, very skinny, like clavicles are out, dark circles under, under the eyes. Ooh, yeah. It's very much like kind of skeleton-y vibes. When you say dark circles under the eyes and all of those things, it gives me like late 90s Kate Moss. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of wanted to talk about that because I think it's super prevalent right now and kind of our experiences of growing up and body standards like that i've always been a thick chunky girl so we just wanted to talk about that i actually noticed this kind of shift in what i was seeing on social media maybe a couple weeks ago i noticed it i saw a photo of kim kardashian she was being interviewed by james corden i believe is that the silver dress i'm like 99 percent sure mm-hmm. yes and i was taken aback by this photo i saw of her like astounding because she looks very small and frail compared to like the other images that we've seen of her so i noticed that and i didn't really say or do anything about it just because i just took a little mental note i'm not one to comment on people's physical appearances um so that happened and then i keep seeing like recurring images of just more like frail looking bodies i think one prominent person right now who is kind of like in the spotlight with this is julia fox Mm-hmm. she's like the picture image of this like very frail like kind of sketchy looking 
somewhat of a tangent but i'm so glad that you said julia fox i'm putting it on record right now this is a julia fox stan podcast do you get her on your for you page (laughs) caroline you have to watch her tiktoks tonight she is funny she is smart she is well spoken i fucking love her i'm just like so glad that we have her now because i feel like what we all thought of her you know when she started dating kanye i feel like we all kind of had an opinion of what she might be you know i feel like like a collective opinion and actually hearing her speak and hearing her opinions i fucking love her interesting Go ahead. I just wanted to show you these side-by-sides of her. So I was doing some digging just kind of like on beauty standards in general. So this is kind of like what I'm thinking of right now is like the heroin chic. I'll post these images on our socials. Very skinny, very pale, just kind of like sunken in almost. Clavicle. And this is the photo I found of her from 2019, I believe, when she did the whole uncut jams. So even just that, it's a very similar to the Kim Kardashian side-by-side of like a matter of one or two years where she looks drastically thinner and you can even tell like the skin tone like it's less self-tanned it's yeah she like you know her legs look way more full than compared to now it's not that surprising because if you do know more about her she's very I know she's very vocal about like being a Kardashian fan and always having been a Kardashian fan because she used to have a swimsuit line a clothing line one of the two got that bought by them right yeah so when they had dash they sold her line in their store so she you know kind of always had like an affinity towards them so she's always been like really open about whatever about the kardashian family so it doesn't necessarily surprise me that she would kind of follow like their beauty standards or anything too yeah but like don't we all honestly touche you're telling me you listening to this didn't buy a lip kit Now, a big part of this conversation, I feel like, is the Kardashians, but I feel kind of iffy talking about them with this topic because, on one hand, the Kardashians are the absolute biggest trendsetters globally, so it's hard not to kind of hold them responsible for things like this when we all know including them that how they look how they dress what they do people are going to follow but then on the other hand is it their responsibility to like make those things a certain way you know what i mean like i just i feel kind of icky like talking about their bodies because like you said like i don't ever want to like have a whole a whole conversation about somebody's specifics body but it's like i said it's just hard not to when they're kind of leading the way i feel but at the same time you know like we don't know their health status we don't know um any sort of like I'm literally just throwing this out there as an example, but like maybe any disordered eating or whatever, like we don't know everything about these people, but there are things that we can kind of definitely assume that are maybe contributing. I don't know. I just feel like I need to say, I feel like the Kardashians are going to be used a lot in the conversation, but I just feel 50-50 about it. Yeah, I see it from both sides. On one hand, they are like the biggest celebrities and influence influential people of our time right now on the other hand though it's like they're real humans what if they just felt like insecure about how they looked and they wanted to lose weight so it's like i see both sides of it yeah i just i feel like on one hand they can't be held responsible for how people are going to react to what they do yeah you know so no it's not all on them so i did a deep dive on beauty standards over the last like 130 years because I kept seeing this thing online about how 
beauty standards runs in like a cyclical pattern, which I thought was interesting because I would think back and whenever we grew up in like the early 2000s, the trend really was being very skinny and big boobs or like tiny though like low-rise jeans you know bleach blonde hair so I was thinking I wonder how that kind of goes back over time so let me just take you down a little quick journey if you will so we're gonna start with the roaring 20s this is kind of when women were supposed to be pretty much like they describe it in the article as like boy-like figure very flat-chested they would wear bras to like compress their boobs to like make them as flat as possible I don't know if you remember, but in movies about the 20s, they would wear the flapper dresses and their pearls. But if their pearls would like move inwards because of their boobs, that was like an unflattering thing. So they wanted their pearls to hang down flat because that would show that they're flat chested. So 1920s was like a curveless time. Like you wanted to be pencil straight, I would say. Then quickly into the 1930s through 1950s is like the Marilyn Monroe golden age of Hollywood era. So quickly it flipped over to like curvy, normal sized bodies. It was all about large boobs and hourglass figure. So from the 20s to 30s, it completely flipped from like no body fat to like everybody's curvy. And then quickly after into the 60s, people started going back to like the thin mindset, back to like the long slim legs. It was more of like the hippie, hippie-ish era, like long hair, pale. So again, it flips from curveless, curvy, now it's like adolescent boy and then comes a supermodel era in the 1980s this is when people get really obsessed with like the workouts like the zumba oh yeah it's like the athletic era i would say okay so in that time frame the 1980s it was all about being like athletic tall just like it wasn't like about being a so pencil thin it was more like muscular so then after that is the first time we that we see the heroin chic era, which was the 1990s. This was the extremely slim, very pale skin, thin, fragile, and neglected, as it's described as online. And I'll show a photo of Kate Moss on our Instagram. It's like the image of her, which is like how people would describe heroin chic. It's like it just doesn't see, look. I didn't all even right. know that you had that picture. And I still said Kate Moss. Yeah, it's once you see it, you're like, I know exactly what this Mm -hmm. is. Like, I can see your ribs through your chest. It's very, very distinct. So that was the 1990s, aka when we were born. Um, So that's the world that we were born into. But quickly thereafter in the 2000s, it kind of flipped into that Victoria's Secret era where we were kind of glamorizing the Victoria's Secret models. We were still really into like the thin woman standard. And it wasn't like a sickly. No. And boobs started to be like Mm -hmm. this phenomenon. (laughs) It did. And you know, it's a really interesting fact. Sorry, guys. I'm like nerding out about this. The American Society of Plastic Surgeons show that boob jobs saw a 48% increase from 2000 to 2018. In this like Victoria's Secret era. I don't know if you noticed that when you were a kid. But like it felt like everything in like society slash culture was like boobs. People didn't even really talk about like big butts when we were growing up. Did you ever see anything like that? No, for sure. It was always boobs until I feel like the Kardashians Mm -hmm. came on the scene. It was always boobs. Because you think of like movies, even like in White Chicks, you know, when they're trying clothes on in the fitting rooms and like shit like that. Like it's that typical, does this make my butt look big? Like that was always Mm -hmm. like you never wanted your butt to look big. God forbid. Yeah. And then I feel like that totally flipped. Yeah, so that was kind of the 2000s. That's when people started like crimping their hair and overlining their lips. Makeup became brighter. And that's kind of where we start to see like the lip evolution as well. Because if you look back in history, larger lips were never like 
seen as the ideal image of beauty but now it's like everybody and their mother is getting lip filler but if you look back in time like no one was overlining their lips they weren't trying to make their lips look any bigger but kind of in the later 2000s is when we start to see that shift where larger lips are seen as more attractive i never even knew that lip filler was a thing until kylie got it yeah no i didn't either but i mean i guess like maybe that could be an age thing because kylie's She's our age. She's, yeah, she's like a year younger than me. So at whatever age, she... She must have gotten lip filler in like 2014, 2015. That was like the King Kylie era. In 2015, we were 18. You think we were younger when she was King Kylie? I'm thinking of like the black hair, the blue hair, the No, me too. Me too. She started getting lip filler with the like black, blue hair. Maybe it was 2013. Do you think she was getting lip filler before she was 18? Yes, 100%. Was she younger than 18 in that era? Yeah. When did Kim and Kanye... Did they get married in 2009? Am I tripping? That seems way too too long ago. Let me see. That is too long ago. Because the black hair, blue, like the black blue hair that was, was, at, Kylie. was at Kim and Kanye's wedding. Kim and Kanye got married May 24th of 2014. Okay. So this was like juniors okay. of high school for us is when she was in that era. So yeah, that's kind of when the lip thing like really was like, boom, yeah. lips are in your face. Mm-hmm. So then- 2010s that era is like the rise of social media and also the accessibility and visibility of different body shapes and sizes before that there really was no media of people that weren't the ideal standard of beauty for that time so with social media people started seeing fuller size women but with that came the kardashians so that was kind of their main what would you say, like exponential growth of their, you know, influence and careers. So in the 2010s to now, the smaller waist, big butt, big boobs is like the ideal of beauty right now. And the main influential people that I would consider for the 2010s is the Kardashians, Rihanna and Beyonce. Mm -hmm. They all have that very similar hourglass body. What are what do they call it? Like 60, 20, 60. It's like the centimeters that your body's supposed to be. Oh, I've heard of that, but I don't know it. So yeah, that's kind of a recap of beauty standards over time, but it's so crazy how it's so drastic. It's like this 10 years, it's like stick skin. Why can't I say that? What's that phrase called? Stick thin. (laughs) I I was like short circuiting too. (laughs) Stick thin. And then it flips completely. And then now all of a sudden you're the most beautiful person in the room. If you have a big butt and big boobs, well, two years ago, it was like, we want to make our boobs like non-existent. It's so crazy i feel like what you just said about the kardashians is kind of what part of what makes this conversation kind of hard referring to them because them coming in and really making like curviness not super super thin bodies like the beauty standard there's a lot of credit to be given to that that has done so many good things for society and so that's kind of why it's hard for i feel like them to be reversing on everything that they have this is, sounds dramatic but like stood for kind of when you think the kardashians and you know what they look like and their bodies and whatever it's just it's kind of hard to see that it feels like they're reversing and it's like what the fuck what the fuck but i think partially too i definitely think it's the cycle of styles and things coming back into style because things are so 2000s and 90s right now i mean just just fashion alone even makeup like makeup is 
a lot different. So, I mean, just as things cycle through, you know, fashion is cycling through, everybody's buying low-waist jeans. You're never going to fucking see me buy a pair of low-waist jeans. But if low, if low-waist jeans are in style, why wouldn't, like, a flat tummy to go along with it come back in style? Because... That's how, quote unquote, they are supposed to be worn, you know? Like, that's how we know them, to be on a flat-ass belly that's, like, barely covering your vagina. But, I mean, it's just, it's scary. Yeah, it does feel though like we've been in that body positive, like, woman, like, a real woman's body. We were in that era for a bit, it felt yeah, like. yeah. I don't know exactly when it started flipping. I would say maybe, what, 2009, 2008? Mm-hmm. And I would say, what? until like the end of 2021 so that's like what 13 years yeah it wasn't all at once obviously it's been gradual but yeah it's yeah it is a little bit shocking and jarring to see that we're flipping back to that when these images are not like i'm not just saying kim kardashian but the images of heroin chic are not healthy women it's like you look sickly i mean just that phrase alone heroin chic like what the fuck like that doesn't like you're skinny because you're on a drug. Yeah, it alludes to unhealthiness in your body and your habits. But I mean, that's also a thing of like the 2000s and the 90s too. Like drugs, cocaine were super rampant, especially in Hollywood. So, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with why some people would be so sickly, so skinny. Um, obviously not the way to go about it, but it's just scary. It's one thing for fashion trends to come back, but I fear that we're headed in a different era of like standards for our bodies again and i feel like it's a negative trajectory 100 percent. and it's just scary i feel like we have come so far you know with body positivity and like knowing that being thick is beautiful and every body matters and i don't know it's just scary to think that the representation is going to is going too. to change so much and i fear that the narrative in people's minds is going to change too yeah it's definitely so wild to think about i think back to like when we were kids the people that we would see on tv and like in shows i can't remember anybody being like a normal sized human they were no. all very very thin like just think back on all those movies like that life-size movie with who was that uh tyra banks tyra banks like it was like life-size barbie yeah and like that was my fucking shit same <laughs> but it was like hannah montana like there was no characters on any of those tv shows like sweet life they were all very very tiny like there wasn't any representation i mean even like america's next top model that was yeah. one of the most popular shows in the early 2000s and it completely perpetuated if you're if you weigh x amount you're too fat if you don't look like this you are, you're ugly mm-hmm. compared to like now like i think it's so cool kids right now they have you know real sized women to look up to like i can't even imagine growing up with lizzo as like I, a role model. i'm thinking of her too like that would have been so cool like Lizzo, have you seen like Remy Bader? Like she's like an influencer. Like yeah. people like her, they're normal size like women that are curvier and it's like they're human. Like they're doing everything right. Like they're fine. Like you don't have to be a hundred pounds to be beautiful or like successful. Yeah. And even if there were plus size people on TV, like scripted TV, they were like the quote unquote unlovable, the dork, the silly friend type mm-hmm. of role. They were never a main character. They were never the person that was going to get all the boys or all the girls like Drake and Josh. Yeah. Josh, until he lost weight on the show, he didn't get a girlfriend on the show until he lost weight. Do you think that's a coincidence? 
No. He was always, like, the funny one between the two. Do you think it's a coincidence it was because he was the heavier one? I highly doubt it. I'm, like, literally even struggling trying to think of any any media that had, yeah, plus-size people in it. Literally, right now, the only other one that I can think of is the Bring It On with Hayden Panettiere in it. And one of the girls from the school that her character goes to, I cannot think of the name. Crenshaw um one of the girls that goes to Crenshaw she was like a little thicker and she was like the funny one one of the sidekicks you know like no no there was never any curvy main characters so yeah that was the world that we grew up in and I think that world that we grew up in definitely played a big part on like mental health body image It's very crazy because I look back at photos of myself as a child when I thought I was obese. Whenever I was in 7th, 8th, ninth, whatever, junior high through high school, I swear to God, I thought I was a whale. And now I look at photos of myself. I was so small and it's crazy. Like I just wasn't 100 pounds. But like my mind was so influenced by like society's standard of beauty that I didn't think I was like I thought I was pretty. But I didn't think like I was the standard of like I was beautiful because of how I grew up. I never saw anybody look like me. Like, But it's so crazy. Like I legit think I had body dysmorphia because I thought I was a freaking whale i'll post photos myself when i was like legit 12 or 13 i'm a normal sized human but for some reason and you're a young you're a young woman you're not supposed to look any type of way at that age either yeah but it's just crazy to like look back and think like i was perfectly healthy like there was nothing wrong with me but like my mind was convinced that there was i literally have before photos like before photos of myself from early college that I would fucking kill to be my after photos right now. I can remember like being self-conscious about my body literally, I shit you not, in pre-K. I swear to you, one of my earliest memories is being in pre-K and we had like a slip and slide like water day Mm -hmm. and so we had to wear swimsuits and so I had to go change into my swimsuit at the daycare and I literally remember being so this is before kindergarten okay I literally remember being in my swimsuit being like I don't look good in my swimsuit I look fat and I'm ugly what the fuck it's so horrible like how do you even know what any of that stuff is at that age like i pray to god my daughter doesn't even know the word fat or like the word skinny or any synonym of either of those at that age yeah no i can't like remember like looking back and ever not being self-conscious about my weight i think the first like i think i went on weight watchers diet when i was legitimately 11 years old like what the actual like yeah i was doing like south beach in junior high high school all of that for sure it's insane it's like we were just kids becoming adults it's just so horrible to like think about and like there's so much pressure from society that we had to look one specific way like there's how many people on this earth we're all not going to be a hundred pounds and like have the same exact body type and shape and like why does society make us all feel like we all need to look in that look and fit that same exact mold yeah well i think it's part of the Victoria's Secret era, like you said, because it I think it was 2014, they came out with a campaign that was literally called The Perfect Body. And it was all supermodels. It's Tyra, Giselle, like every supermodel you can think of. So if people are marketing to us and shoving in our face, 
hey, this is the perfect body. This is what it looks like. This is what you should look like. If you want to have a perfect body, why wouldn't we strive to be that standard? You know, like if that's if you're telling me that's what people find beautiful. Sure. But I literally don't ever remember a time where I wasn't concerned about my weight, where I wasn't concerned about my body because I was my entire life. I've just always been bigger. Even in elementary school, I was just taller and I feel like it just sounds basic to say, but like I just have always been mature. I got my period young. I started wearing bras young. I've been wearing a size nine shoe since like fourth grade. Like my body mm-hmm. just grew fast. And I I was just always like really aware of that too. But I have always known that like I was the fat kid, like one of the fat kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when I wasn't fucking fat, I wasn't fat. Yeah. Same. <laughs> But just like compared to other people or like in my mind or even other people's minds because plenty of people have told me that I'm fat. Like it's, you know, Addison rhymes really well with Fattison, like in case you want to know like some of the nicknames I've been called. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. But like I've just always been exponentially aware. Like I know. Kids are so cruel though. Like, legit, I think I've been, like, I was bullied legitimately when I was five or six years old. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember being on the the bus going to daycare and, like, kids just, like, making fun of me for being, like, quote-unquote fat when I was legitimately a child. Like, what? Yep. And it's just so crazy. Like, I don't know at what point or, like, why kids get that way. It's I pray to God that my kids never say anything like that about anybody. I would literally want to die um no but it's crazy like i remember being shit i must have been maybe nine or ten years old and a kid that was younger than me literally came up to me and said are you pregnant or just fat oh i got pregnant rumors in elementary school all the time it's horrible my worst i would say like bullying for my body and like my weight was in elementary school and it's just like what is even happening first of all but like that doesn't set you up in a good way like you're already experiencing that so young you know it's like you never even get a chance almost like but how does that even happen so young like you would think it's in junior high or high school i don't know that stuff starts in elementary school i know it's horrible and you have to think it must like some kids parents must be saying that stuff and it's like it really does come down to like parents perpetuating this stuff like it's I just can't stop saying it's horrible but like as someone who legit like legitimately was bullied for their weight my whole life literally it's like at some point parents need to take accountability and like if your kid is saying anything about someone's body you have to nip that in the bud even like if i hear children that i don't really have a right to say anything if i hear them saying like that person's fat i'm like do not ever talk about someone's body like that yeah i don't care you're not my child but i'm not gonna stand for that and because if i can help someone else not get bullied when they're legitimately seven years old i'm gonna do that it's definitely it is a responsibility for us as a generation, me as a parent, you as a future parent. It's definitely on us to set the example. You know, like that's one thing I, I want to say that I don't think it's something that Via would comprehend right now, but I know kids that are not that much older than her that talk about their bodies in negative ways and stuff like that. And so I'm just like, and sh- kids, kids comprehend shit so much more than like we even realize. So I, it's something that I'm going to have to be really aware of to not talk negatively about myself, to not talk negatively about my body, anything like that. Like 
anything about her body. Like Preston, not to throw him under the bus because it's he means it lightheartedly, but when she was a baby and she would have like rolls, he'd be like, oh, come here, Chunky, or something like that. Even though that doesn't stem from like a negative place, I just feel like shit can snowball so fast, you know? So it's something that I think we all owe to our children or the younger generation is like consciousness of what we like say around them and the example that we set. 100%. I mean, do you feel like the way that you see yourself is better nowadays? (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, what happened was, um, no. Um, I think that I will literally struggle with my weight as long as I live. Just to be frank, like I legitimately like I, I I swear I think I have PCOS because here's the thing. Even when I want to lose weight and I do everything right, go to the gym five days a week, six days a week, eat very low carbs, legit can eat less than 1500 calories and put on weight. Like I can do every single thing right and it does not work. And for people that are just like naturally thin and can naturally just like stay fit, you'll never understand what that's like going through and like battling to like lose five pounds is like an uphill battle to be frank so do I accept myself more now than I have before yes but do I like love the way I look all the time no but my body weight has fluctuated so much so it just feels like a never-ending roller coaster when I was what sophomore year in college I was very into fitness maybe for two two and a half years like I was extreme with the workouts like I would work out I'm going to be honest with you. I think you were at like an unhealthy level with that. Like you – we don't have to keep this in if you don't want to. But like you could eat – I remember specifically we went to Tiff's one night to get like brownies or something. Uh And you made yourself – something along those lines like had to do together. But you made yourself go to the gym twice that next day because you ate something bad. Yeah. But like even at that point where I was my like most fit – and lowest weight I still didn't feel like Mm -hmm. I was you know like I still never felt like I ever hit my goal yeah that's the same time frame that I was saying those before pictures it was that same time frame I was also going to the gym I was 100% at my thinnest and it was just it's never enough yeah no I look at my body now and like I don't recognize myself and it's hard because like I really don't eat like shit most nights when I make dinner like for myself I'm eating like chicken zucchini rice something like along those lines not to say that I haven't gone in like cycles of eating like shit because I think that's pretty common like when me and Preston moved in together I gained a bunch of weight because it was we moved in together I was happy we were going out to eat all the time to go on dates I gained a fuck ton of weight relationship weight is real yeah (laughs) And then I got pregnant. But yeah, just now I kind of I relate to what you said. Like, I feel like I can do all the right things and it doesn't make a difference. I don't necessarily think like I have PCOS, but your body after having kids, I feel like my body is working against me. And I feel like that's a narrative that people say, too, when other people comment on fat people it's like like go for a run why don't you just eat better there's so many answers and like if you if you don't know you don't know you know like you can make comments about me my body what i am supposed to do what i'm not supposed to do but like at the end of the day you have no idea about what anybody else's situation is but after kids like straight up i'm like i look in the mirror and i'm like what the thing I know somebody that just got a mommy makeover and I'm like, hot damn. 
I want that. <laughs> Maybe for my 30th birthday. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Fuck it. Save up for a few years. But I don't judge. Yeah. I feel like my body image and like society's pressure and all that stuff also has a lot to do with like how I never really experienced like love or dating really until I was what 17 I had my first boyfriend really and I really wouldn't even call him a real boyfriend (laughs) yeah I had to think for a second (sighs) cringy but I yeah that was your first experience in yeah I think that I was so shut off like I didn't even give any like I didn't open myself up to that. I never put myself out there in any sort of way. Like if any guy would try to compliment me or get on me, I would just like shut it down. Like because not only I don't think I thought I was worthy of that. Yep. I didn't think any guy would want to be in a relationship with me because of how I looked. And I didn't want to like get my hopes up, you know, and then be turned down because of what I look like. Yeah. I'm just gonna be really frank. I feel like my body image and just my body in general played a big factor with guys because it was the same thing. I didn't think that anybody could possibly find me attractive or just like like me for me, which is more than just like a body thing, but I never thought that. And so I was always, I was always like trying to prove my worth to guys. Mm-hmm. You kind of get what I mean? Yeah. And that has been, like, a negative thing for me. Like, it's definitely a topic in therapy. So that really sucks. Because mm-hmm. that has had a really big impact on my life, actually. And it just sucks to know that a part of it just stems from what I look like. And it's so fucking stupid. We live on one planet. First of all, you're nothing in this planet. Out of the solar system. Out of these galaxies. Who cares? who cares what you look like health is one thing health can be a a topic of discussion sure we should all strive to be healthy sure Mm -hmm. why do i care about my fupa (laughs) (laughs) but i do yeah it's just sad like it's sad that something that truly means nothing at the end of the day has such an impact when it's like your body is just a vessel It's like the least important part of us is how we look like. And it's like all the, you're going to be like the most, you know, giving and kind and whatever like person, but people are going to judge what you look like. And it's just so disheartening because I feel like that's what people view you as. Mm -hmm. Even like in corporate America, like I've heard this for so long. It's like you need to present yourself in like whatever you need to maintain your body size, because if you get too big, like no one's going to promote you. And I swear to God, I've heard that so many times. Well, one, that's this perpetuation that bigger people are lazy. Lazy. Yeah, whatever. Why do we focus so much on the negative? Why Why are we not waking up every day and thanking our bodies? I wish that I could wake up and not be like, Ugh, I look so disgusting and rather be like thanking my body. Yeah, we should just be thankful. Like I woke up. I made it through another my night. Nice work. I'm not ill. You know, it's like there's so many things that we can be thankful for. Like people are terminally ill. Mm-hmm. People are in comas. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried about my stomach fat. I know. Like what the fuck? Like, I mean, it's so sad that like there is not an answer that we can like, you know, like give. But it's like 
I hope that people listening to this, like, you're not alone. We've both been struggling with this for our entire lives. And hopefully just hearing someone talk about this, you can relate, you know, makes you think about yourself in a different way. I know sometimes I think about, like, what is my purpose? Like, why do I have a voice? Like, why would I, why would anybody really truly want to listen to us? But then I think the world doesn't need another 100-pound blonde five foot tall influencer they don't how many people are truly talking about their experiences of being like a curvy woman yeah and like not fitting the exact mold of what everyone thinks is beautiful mic drop i'm just saying like we don't all have to look like barbie you know like i'm beautiful you're beautiful i don't want to look like every other girl in this world no but it's just like the question remains i feel like we can say that until our faces turn blue but when are we actually going to believe it? You know, like yeah. we can spew all this stuff all the time, but I personally am still not going to go wear a bodycon dress because like I don't feel good in something like that. Whereas if I see other people that have like a similar body type to me, when I see them wear stuff like that, I'm like, you look so fucking good. Why do I care? You know, so I don't know. I feel like the question is, what is it actually going to take to start to believe the things because i honestly i kind of feel like me personally like i'm preaching right now but i'm not yeah i'm like i'm not taking my own advice but you know also to be body positive i don't think that that means that you have to love everything about yourself that's i don't think physically i hope you love everything about your personality and who you are but i don't think that that means you're not body positive and that you don't love yourself if you don't like everything about your physical appearance i don't think going to get a boob job you know means that you're not body positive and like you don't love yourself i don't think that those things equal each other no i I don't think body positive has to do with like not being allowed to want to change anything about yourself like i can get lip filler and put self tanner on if i want and that doesn't mean i'm not body positive it makes you more positive about your body it do it do indeed (laughs) like my mommy makeover like i'm straight up i want to get one one day hopefully but that i don't know I feel like that doesn't mean that, like, I don't love my body. I may not personally love the way my body looks, which I think is valid for anybody. You know, I think you could be the quote-unquote perfect beauty standard, and I think it's still totally fair and valid for you to have things that you don't like about yourself, for sure. You look sad. You know, there's just, like, it's just not, like, the best feeling, you know? Our world's still really shitty, and, like, it's just horrible to think, like, People still say these things. Then I'm like, no, like, shut the fuck up. Like, I do not stand for that. Well, you as a grown adult, you should definitely know that it's not ever appropriate to make a comment on somebody's body. That's what I was saying. (laughs) I was trying to say, even though, like, I may want to change my body, it doesn't mean that I'm not still grateful for it. Because, like, for me, at the end of the day, like, I'm not lost on the fact that, like, I grew to humans in my body. And I am thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like so much of, like, people talking about other people's body just all stems from people not being confident and, like, taking that out on other people and wanting to bring them down to where they are. It really is the truth, like, 100%. Like, anybody, like, I can think back and think of the people that have bullied me and just said mean things, and I can now retrospectively think they were insecure about something and it was easier for them to deal with that by deflecting and making me feel bad about myself yeah and like bringing me down i don't know if that helps anything but now realizing that it's like okay well we're all human 
And I wish everybody would just like, you know, take it a little bit easier on each other. Like we're all just trying to get through like, damn. But some people just can't. For some people, it's easier to project onto others than to look inward first. I feel like we could have this conversation legitimately for like five hours. I feel like it's an endless topic though. Mm -hmm. Well, because obviously, as we've said, it's ever changing, ever evolving. Yeah, there's just so many like experiences and like scenarios that like you don't even realize that someone can be like mentally going through if they're curvier or just like not the standard of a hundred pound person. And I just don't even truly think that people understand that, you know, like going to like Disney World. If you're not, you know, 150 pounds, like, it's not the same experience. Not to say, like, what it should or shouldn't be, but it's just, like, there's so many experiences that truly, like, shape you, and it's just, I don't know. (laughs) Thinking about that retrospectively, it's crazy, like, the trauma. Literally (laughs) sitting in an airplane oh yeah right now is not comfortable for me and i'm not skinny okay like i'm not naive to the fact that like i am a chunky person but like i'm not the biggest person in the world i'm like why is this airplane seat digging into my hips but you know we have the perspective you know of curvy plus size people whatever you want to call it but you know i think it's fair to acknowledge to the other side of the token because you know we've said that the beauty standard for the last handful number of years has been voluptuous and you know you have to have curves like a little bit extra on you to be womanly whatever you know how we say that it's you know not super it's not as easy you know as you may think to lose weight whatever for some people it's the opposite some people are just naturally thin some people want to gain weight and they literally can't and they struggle in the same way as what we said just in an opposite way so i think there's like both there's both ends of the spectrum and there are different experiences but both trauma (laughs) yeah i wonder like if you were to survey like a hundred people how many people would actually say that they're a hundred percent happy with how their body looks you know like surely nobody i I think everyone has something that they would want to change about themselves physically yeah like even someone that you think looks perfect you know like even kim kardashian who i would think she's perfect like There's nothing like she would want to change about herself. Well, clearly there is because now she's 20 pounds lighter. You know what I'm saying? It's like everyone has something that they still want to change about themselves. We just all need to like calm the hell down and like give each other some slack. Well, I feel like even her saying, you know, she's quote unquote perfect. Like what could she change? She's only quote unquote perfect because she did change stuff. True. Look at the evolution of Kim. Nose job, BBL. BBL. Yeah, that's the craziest thing. It's just so wild and it's it's so crazy to like watch celebrities morph their bodies. You know, it's like how you're going to like remove or dissolve your BBL, whatever you want to call it. And it's like we're just supposed to act like that was natural and like you're going to remove your boob implants and like we're just all going to pretend like you just naturally, you know, are completely different now naturally and now we're supposed to change how we look to fit that standard when it's right. not attainable that's part of the issue with the kardashians for a lot of people is because they've never admitted to getting anything done and again it's one of those things you know celebrities don't owe us they don't owe us anything they don't owe us their rap sheet of the things that they've got done but on the other hand when you are setting such standards isn't it kind of irresponsible to let people think this is what i naturally look like this is what you should look like like i i just feel like it's me personally i find it way more respectable if somebody was like i've always had a small ass and i wanted a bigger ass so i went and got it done it's just like why be so secretive about it 
it's so hard though because like i can see it both ways like on one hand you're like it's my personal like medical like information like i don't need to share that and it's private Mm -hmm. but on the other hand it's like well all these people are thinking I'm going to work out, do all these squats and stuff. And I think my butt's going to look like that. And your butt is legit never going to look like that unless you get a BBL. I'm sorry. Like, it's not. It's not a natural butt. Yeah. And then that has the potential to lead to unhealthy habits and shit, too. So I feel like that's part of where the responsibility lies. So I think that's part of the big problem for a lot of people with the Kardashians because they've never been up front. And now, Kim, even Chloe. I mean, we're talking about Kim and... I feel icky talking about people's bodies, but it's just the fact of what you physically see. Chloe is skinny as shit. Hmm. I haven't seen that many photos of her. Literally, when I got here tonight, I just popped on Instagram really quick and there was a video of Chloe and I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I'll have to show it to you. It was just wow. Because, like, do you owe people to say that? Like, even now, like, yeah, I did get this done and now I reversed it or like I got it taken away. It's like what J-Lo telling us she's never had injections. She only uses olive oil. Injections of olive oil? Like, cut the shit, girl. Like, no. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if you... There's some things that I think you should just be transparent about. Like, if you get Botox and filler, like, you shouldn't really hide that. Like, if someone asks... If someone asks me, like, your lips look really nice. I'm like, yeah, I, I pay for them. Like, I don't want you to think that you're lesser than me because your lips don't look like this because my natural lips do not look like this i'll freaking tell you like i pay money to make them look like this so it's hard because it's like one it's so personal for each person so i can understand why they wouldn't want to tell anybody but like maybe they could just like make a joke about it and like acknowledge like oh yeah like i deflated my butt you know it's like yeah i feel like that's what would happen in like a perfect world like just make a joke about it so we all like can understand like oh you got a bbl and now you got it like dissolved yeah that's even i mean if you think about celebrity skincare brands they're selling you this product trying to make you think i look like this because i use this and maybe that's true you know maybe lasers and injections i know but like yeah sure maybe you do use this moisturizer but you also get like 700 dollars facials every other week so let's be up front here like let's spill the real tea i think the moral of the story is you just cannot compare yourself to these celebrities and influencers who have like basically they have all the means unlimited and resources. Money. Yeah. It's like they have the time, they have the money, they can really do it to their body whatever they please. And us common folks just don't. So it's like you really can't compare yourself to that. And it's like, why do we need to go through the whiplash of like what you think is the new standard of beauty now? You know? I think the main focus should be centered around health. I feel like we all should be making healthy habits, be conscious of our health. And sometimes physical changes come along with that. But I think that should be the bonus on top. I think we should just take care of our bodies with moving it to show gratitude because you can and feeding nutrients to say thank you for, you know, sustaining me and getting me through life. And if physical changes happen cool if not cool because everybody's different everybody's body processes stuff different and we also have to remember our bodies are going to change through our lives like that alone is natural we're not meant to look 20 at 40 i have a hard time when i look back on pictures of myself in early college and i'm like that was almost 10 years ago 
Yeah, like at the end of high school, 20 years old. at the end of high school, early college, how can I expect myself to look the same? I'm not the same person on the inside. How can I be the same person on the outside? I think a lot of people struggle with that, though. This time where you're legit like 25, 26 and you're comparing yourself like, why do I not look like I looked when I was graduating high school, college? And it's like that was a lifetime ago. Like we're a, we're maturing into our adult bodies. Like you can't possibly look the same forever. Like it's practically impossible, mm-hmm. you know. So everybody's just gotta cut ourselves some slack. To be frank, amen. And I'm gonna write that down for myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm like cut yourself some slack, Caroline. <laughs> write it on your mirror and lipstick or something. Yeah, I I don't know. I just hope everybody is kind to themselves and. Like I said at the beginning, I am a little afraid of the direction that we're going right now. So, yeah, I just hope for everybody that it's okay. So, I think that's that on that for this week. We could talk forever. Sorry that this one wasn't more um upbeat, but this is like the real, you know, real thoughts that we all go through. It may not be upbeat, but I think it's relatable. Oh, yeah. I would venture to say this is the most relatable episode yet. For sure. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of My Quarter Life Crisis. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend all about My Quarter Life Crisis. Send them this episode. Tell your girlies that they're beautiful just the way they are. I am beautiful no matter what they say. Thank you. I was thinking Bruno Mars. Just the way you are. You don't know you're beautiful. <laughs> that was like in a way different key. <laughs> Whatever. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at myquarterlifecrisis.podpod. You can follow me at Addison Eteaki, E-T-E-A-K-I. And you can follow me on Instagram at caroline.clon, C-L-O-N. Until next week, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.